Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Welcome, welcome back to Ball vs. Life. I, as usual, I am Jack, and I got my homie, JC, on the other mic. Bada bing. What's up? What's up? Dude, <laughs> we're back, man. We, we are, are back. back. <laughs> a lot has happened, dude. <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened, definitely, man. I feel like things are kind of normalizing. Work mm. is like, you know, busy again. People are going yeah. back to the office. People are traveling. People are doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So life is uh, life is in full bore right now, man. So what's cracking? Think things are popping in real life and in MGA life, man. So we got yeah. a lot to talk about this episode. Yes, uh, after being away for, I think, uh, three weeks? Yeah, two, three weeks, two, yeah. Two, three weeks, yeah. So yeah, the reason why we didn't record in our usual two-week mm-hmm. interval was mm-hmm. because you, my friend, mm-hmm. were traveling a bit, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's the first time that I've been on an airplane since this whole pandemic started. So what, two, wow. two, two and a half years? To three years? I yeah. think two and a half years now. Two and a half yeah. years? I don't even know anymore. No, yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> exactly, right? Like uh, COVID-19, so, remember, 2019. Yeah. Yikes, dude. Yikes. <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I flew with the family over to Oahu, Hawaii, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it was glorious, man. You got to love the islands. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I say this, and people who have been listening to this podcast know that when we started this podcast it's it's become an annual tradition when the warriors are in the playoffs you always travel to hawaii and you have to watch a playoff game in hawaii i mean it's true right it is very much true it is very much true like um now that i think about it you are right like i have uh been uh, at a clinching game championship over in hawaii once yeah. i've been uh you know a western conference finals uh, game in Hawaii once, and this time it was first round against Denver over in Hawaii. So yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to book. You know, it's kind of stupid of me, really, to really think <laughs> about it. But maybe it's just that I, uh, you know, I don't have faith in my team. But like, I always just schedule a vacation around that time. But you know what? I'll take it. If that's the juju that works to keep them competing in the playoffs, then I'm going to the islands. Well, I don't blame you. I think it's a good time to go around this time because it's mm-hmm. before the summer where it's crazy. Everyone usually travels. I mean, let's say pre-pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. People are usually traveling to Hawaii in the summer because that's when people time have time off. Yeah, so yeah. the spring, the weather's pretty good. I mean, the weather's good year-round, but you have less rain, right? Yeah, Like absolutely. random rain. So absolutely. like, I can see why you're going. And the ticket prices are generally pretty good around this time yeah, because yeah. you're avoiding the summer you know, crowd. Yeah, definitely. Um I think we when I went, which was towards the end of April, it was a little bit on the tail end of spring break. So a couple oh. weeks prior to when I mm. went, uh, it was still spring break. So there were apparently a lot of people going. Mm. Um, and then when I went, it was on the downward scale. But there's still a lot of people, man. Like, I feel yeah. like on social media or just, yeah. you know, just pe- talking to people in general, people have been going there just because the prices are competitive flight wise. Yeah. I think uh, accommodation wise, Hawaii is Hawaii. Why it's like the Bay Area, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean. You take any margins that you can get, but uh, the islands were great, bro. I don't know the last nice. time you went. Um, oh, it's been a long time. But uh, the islands was was great. Uh, what's funny is when prior to flying, I think they pulled all of the the COVID standards. Mm. So like even on the airplane, um, it was like mask optional, dude. So it was kind of yeah. weird to be at an mm-hmm. airport. Where people are just, you know, 
kind of milling about like it was 2019 mm-hmm. and i mean it's a sign that things are was getting better i don't know where it is <laughs> right now and I who think, knows where it is now dude. exactly right yeah besides the thing what things were getting better but like um you know it was just kind of surreal um you know i have two little kids so you know mm-hmm. I, I tend to be to lean more on the conservative side at least in the airplane um i i definitely was kind of masking up uh, but when you get to the islands it's tough man because it's so humid Ooh, uh, yeah. and people were just like they were milling about like it was 2019 it was pretty crazy uh but it was it was it was nice man it was nice and popping i mean i was low-key and high-key jealous that you mm-hmm. went to hawaii obviously i'm happy for you you get to experience mm-hmm. the island while i'm sitting at home um <laughs> but i plan i plan to go to hawaii at some point mm-hmm. um i've been thinking about it for a while now and as you said things are i don't know whatever the situation is now it's better than where it was in 2019 exactly. <laughs> let's just put it that way exactly so exactly. i think people are traveling we understand how to travel in the at least individually Mm-hmm. to take precautions so at least we know that and plus we're vaccinated so um all those things i feel like it's time to maybe yeah i travel i was thinking yeah. about at least going to seattle um yeah. doing something fun because yeah. yeah been cooped up for a long time man yeah definitely, Dude, it was definitely i need to get out there it does definitely refreshing to get on a plane mm-hmm. and be somewhere different from where we've been for the past couple of years mm-hmm. i wouldn't be too jealous of myself dude with that because i mean i i was traveling with two toddlers bro yeah, so dude. like whatever trips that i've had before when i went to hawaii and mm-hmm. i've done ultra low budget hawaii like stay in hostels i've done super you know fufu shishi you know bougie hawaii mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. This was a little bit on the middle end just because, you know, I mean, you're, you know, like my, my kids are a little bit older and, uh, you know, but they're not completely independent yet where I can do everything. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it was a little bit different from what I've experienced before. Um, it was it was definitely nice, but like the typical things like, you know, lounging at the beach for like four mm-hmm. hours at like mm-hmm. the North Shore or like food tripping around with like mm-hmm. all, all the different spots. It definitely wasn't like my typical or my ideal Hawaii um, mm. setup. Um, so, it, you know, with that said, it was still pretty great, man, because we stayed at um, the Hilton Hawaiian Village. I don't know if you're familiar, no. uh, but it's more of like a family resort over in mm. the the Waikiki area, but not like in the middle of Waikiki. So definitely mm. touristy, but, you know, you know, it's it's, it's a nice little resort with like you know beach front access Mm -hmm. as well as a bunch of different little pools that the little ones can kind of have the variety of i Um, mean you had an evolution of how to travel to hawaii throughout mm -hmm. your your life i Mm -hmm. mean to go from budget to like you know it's a little bit nicer now family friendly everything has to be family friendly when you travel with two kids dude (laughs) you know what's funny is like when the first time i went to hawaii i was like just right out of college no budget whatsoever i stayed at a hostel (laughs) and dude it was like so it was so bad yeah it was janky dude folks were getting busy in like the bunk bed right next um I was so unsanitary. I didn't want to go number two at the bathroom at the <laughs> at the at the at the at the, at the hostel because wow. God knows what STD I might get if I went there. So I actually had to go around the different hotels <laughs> on the on the strip if I had to go and use the cleaner ones. You know what I mean? 
So Ugh. it definitely is different. At least now I have a, you know my own sanitary bathroom uh, to to use, especially that's, after eating all of those Hawaii goodies. That says a lot because you you come from the Philippines, man. It's not like you grow up with a silver spoon um, conditions, you know. So uh, you. It's, Grew up in a third world country, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly, man. You didn't see that hostel. I think it was like 20 bucks a night to stay at that place. And I sure as hell was... I didn't even want to... T- I'd rather take a shower at the beach, dude, than actually at the hostel. Like, I didn't know what was going on over there. But uh, definitely a different vibe. So Hilton Hawaiian Village is definitely nice. on the other side of the spectrum out outside of that. And in addition to Hilton Hawaiian Village, we also went to spend some time at Aulani. Ooh. Which is an even more premium experience because you yeah. know Disney don't take no shortcuts, man. No, they so, don't, man. Um, and if you're uh, uh, familiar or unfamiliar, the Disney Aulani is not where uh, it's not at the most touristy touristy spots in Waikiki. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit mm-hmm. I don't even know north or whatever other mm-hmm. a little bit uh, whatever uh, on a different side of the island mm-hmm. uh, called Koalina, which oh. is actually a little bougie, dude, because they have like the Four Seasons. They have like oh. all, you know, and Aulani is next to it, and they have like these coves with beaches. Wow. And my kids, I don't know if you've ever been, dude. I've never uh, been. But budget permitting and time permitting, mm. I do think it's worth an experience mm. uh, to go, even just for a night, just to be able to kind of feel that Disney Island vibe. Wow. Um, um, you know, it's a little bit added value for me because I got two little yeah. little boys that, you know what I mean, that they can, you know, if you see Mickey Mouse canoodling around, there's added value there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's like a, a, a mini water park built uh. within uh within the the resort there's like you know two slides there's a lazy river around it um and you know and and even the resort in itself it's like the grizzly it's like the disney grand californian but in hawaii and i know you've been at the disney grand california and it's grand (laughs) exactly so it's uh it definitely is uh, grand as well over in hawaii um i mean one thing for sure if you've been to disneyland or you've stayed in the the Disney Grand Californian is you mm. know Disney provides the experience the very Disney experience at least from my experience I know I have never been to Disney World but I expect if it's you know the Al- Alani um, mm. it's the same thing if it's more high end anyways like especially where location is is around the I don't know the Four, four Seasons, seasons and yeah, stuff yeah. I mean we're definitely. talking about high higher definitely. end travel definitely definitely and, and and you know i was you know I, I was thinking it's just like when when is the best time to do this like is it better mm-hmm. when the kids are older uh same with the grand californian and it honestly it's like it was really magical for them so mm-hmm. i mean it, and that's what matters it, man when you have kids dude it's like how they experience life that's the most magical thing because they're experiencing everything for the first time a lot of times well and you're I'll like see. dang I'll tell you this though, it's just like now, now my 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 son is like expecting that experience every oh. time. Because when we went to the the Hilton Hawaiian Village, he was waiting yeah. for like, you know, the the Disney <laughs> whatever the TV setup like they have on demand yeah. stuff. So he was like, yeah, yeah I wanna I wanna uh, I wanna watch stories, and I'm just like, dude, that's at a Disney resort, dude. Like you you won't get that <laughs> over here. So. <laughs> It might be a costly mistake, but as he gets older, and yeah. for sure, I'm gonna be reminding him that these things are a little bit more special. With that said, my my son was like, "I love Hawaii. Are we going back already?" And I was like, 
bruh like <laughs> you know I, mean, I was thinking about this like how kids are quote-unquote spoiled it's just different right mm-hmm, they, they mm-hmm. have accessibility to so many different things and that's not necessarily their fault right mm-hmm. but i always used to think when we were young and we want to watch cartoons or whatever show we want to watch we'd have to wait dude yeah like we had to wait for a specific time on a specific day yeah. and we and if you miss five minutes of it dude the rerun is like you don't know when the rerun is yeah, dude, exactly. Like you had to, you had to wake up at eight a.m. in the morning yeah. to catch that particular. Now they can just tune in whenever, dude. They, so they definitely are spoiled. And I don't know, man. That's just the the lives that they're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, last thing I want to mention about Hawaii mm-hmm. is is the food, man. I don't Ooh, know what yeah. your go to is when you go to Hawaii, but for me, mm-hmm. it's poke. Ooh, There's just okay. something different okay. about eating poke. Yeah. When you're in Hawaii and mm-hmm. I have my spots and I wasn't able to hit my usual spots. Mm. So this time I actually had to go to this place called Foodland. I don't know if you're familiar with Foodland. Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah I actually have ate, I've ate there before. Yeah, exactly. Foodland is just kind of like I, I feel like it's like their Safeway uh, yeah. over yeah. in Hawaii. So uh, I just went to Foodland and just got some mm. poke off, off of that. So I didn't even go to the usual mom and pops that I, I go to. But you know what, dude? It's still on point, dude. There's just Ooh. something about like, and I, I went, I want bananas, dude. Like I, I swear, <laughs> I bought like four pounds of poke. Like, and it's just not like the tuna, like not not just yeah. the ahi tuna. I got like mm-hmm. the, I got the the squid, uh, poke. I got like the mussel poke. I got like the spicy ahi. I got the Hawaiian style limu. Like all kinds of stuff, dude. Mm, I, I went ham, me hungry, dude. I went ham on that. Wow. Dude. So, poke and, uh, and locomocos, bro. You got to mm-hmm. do it when you're in the island. You know, you and I were talking after you came back on from your trip, and we were actually saying that, trust me, I love Hawaii eats, and there is something different with eating in Hawaii, mm-hmm. those same things. But I do think since the explosion of poke here and tons of other, you know, exports from Hawaii now, like mm-hmm. there's tons of people from Hawaii making Hawaiian foods here, and it's like more authentic. We're not just talking about L&L, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. Or... Um, for what it Onos? is yeah yeah but you have like people really like gourmeting that stuff now yeah uh, i mean i've no tons of joints around where i live in california mm-hmm. and i think you're in NorCal, i'm in socal so we have a lot of variety so Absolutely. it's not it's it's different now you can get similar things and the quality is good if not a little bit better depending on who you're going to you know what restaurant you're going to so Shout out to those local restaurants that are bringing yeah, the Hawaiian vibes the outside right. of Hawaii. Yeah, but I'll tell you this, man: the the poke. Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There's something just different. something about the yeah. the fish yeah. that over in that 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 mm. side. We we got some good poke. I enjoy it here, but that yeah, that's one thing that I cannot mm. duplicate. Mm-hmm. Garlic shrimp. I actually feel like some places here might even execute it a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. you get more quantity in Hawaii in the islands yeah. itself, yeah. but yeah. like from a flavor standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close, bro. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the freshest of the fish. Yeah, With that dude. said, dude, we're we're lucky, man. We're yeah, lucky we're that lucky. we're on the west coast because I don't mm-hmm. know if they be eating this kind of poke over in like New York City so, or anything dude. like yeah. that. Yeah, you know I mean? they they got their clam chowders and all of that yep. shit over there, dude. But like for mm-hmm. at least you know Asian style, West Coast, island style stuff. The islands in itself or West Coast, mm-hmm. you definitely are lucky. Well, I'm I, glad that you got to experience all that, man. Uh, even though it was not the easiest as a dad, oh, two kids, you got to wrangle them all the time. <laughs> you should have seen me at the airport, bro, because I brought two car seats with myself. Someone actually literally had to pat me on the back like another dad. 
Like his kids are like mid twenties now, but he saw yeah. me like carrying Struggling. like two roller bags <laughs> with two car seats. Uh, and we also had a stroller like with two kids running around like crazy in the hot sun wearing a mask oh at the gosh. airport. The home. You know, I can just, like, just envision like your face right now. Like I knowing <laughs> the JC kind of like tired and just like, dude, I'm just trying to get this stuff to the whatever car or just move it to the wherever spot you're at. Just that face of yours. Just yeah, like uh, fatigued a little bit, you know, a little the grumpy person, because yeah. you got just to handle all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> definitely dude I, w- I definitely was grumpy but you know i made it up with the poke yeah yeah now did. i gotta work it all off <laughs> with playing hoops here because uh, all of the stuff i ate there but it's all good man i'll do that well with that said dude great alley you pass bro well you went traveling to hawaii mm-hmm. i traveled to the basketball court <laughs> for the first time in a long time man <laughs> i mean you and i've been talking for a long time about like you ask me all the time, when are you going to start hooping again? When are you going to start hooping again? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I wanted to start hooping March, but then, like, things came up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I went to the Bay Area for uh, my sister's engagement, and then mm-hmm. my birthday was in March. So everything kept putting, kept getting pushed back. And finally, this la- – actually, I, I played maybe three weeks ago. Then I played again uh, the last week mm-hmm. weekend. So, yeah, it's great, man. It's like it's like I, I, was, I felt like I was back home. Yeah. <laughs> the hardwood home, you know? Yeah, dude. How was it? Like, uh, you know, how was your game? Uh, well, the first week I came back was just three weeks ago, uh, and I took a week a break off because I had something to do with family. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, dude, I was winded. <laughs> uh, not, I mean, when you're checked out for four months, three, mm-hmm. four months, yeah, it's, it's, it's conditioning wise, it's gonna be rough, mm-hmm. and the feel for the game was a little rough because you mm-hmm. just, you do need conditioning to to be able to have a rhythm. You know, that's the reality. Like, uh, it was when I was shooting around before the game, it was feeling good. I was like, not bad. I was making some shots. All things considered, being away for that long, I had gone to my local court to shoot around throughout the time of my my time off. So it wasn't like I was completely gone. But yeah, once you start jumping, once people start like pushing you around, (laughs) man, that that, that all goes out the window, man. Exactly, exactly. All the warm up stuff is just different, man. In game, live action. But nothing beats just being out there, hearing the, the, the squeaks of shoes and sneakers mm-hmm. on the floor and just feeling the floor underneath you and, you know, just the contact it's, and just the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the game, um, the competition mm-hmm. also, even though I was definitely not playing well. But still, it's just to have that feeling back. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. Definitely, dude. It's just like the speed of the game and just, you know, the vibes that you get when you're at the gym. You can't, you can't duplicate that even if you're warming up or if, even if you're outdoors, it's just, it's, it's different. So just the vibe that you get, the the conversations that you have on the sideline, your, your mindset, right? Like you kind of get in the zone when you're, you're playing. So I'm really, really happy that, dude, you, you, you've been back to it. I can't wait. Well, I want to give a shout out to you, man, because I think. If it wasn't for you talking about ball and really asking about when I'm going to play, I think I could have just easily, you know, you sometimes you get in that rut where you're just like, well, I haven't been playing. It's fine. You know, next week, next week, next week. And mm-hmm. time goes by quickly, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to you again, because for my birthday, uh, my girl, um, Christine, mm-hmm. messaged you and asked. She wanted to buy me sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for, for basketball yes. and she reached out to you and you are she reached out to the right guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and she got me the KD14s right yeah um, so how was it I, man how dude was it? honestly like you've been telling me to get the KD14s for a long time man 
and you know me. I think you know me really well. Yeah. I'm just a person that keeps lagging, keeps lagging. I might look at the deals and I'm like, dude, it can get cheaper. It can get cheaper. <laughs> uh, and I, plus, I haven't been hooping. So yeah. like, I haven't felt the urgency because I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not going to hoop for the next couple of months because of COVID reasons. Just with I talked to my partner about it. Mm-hmm. But when the time came, she bought the shoes for me. And she actually bought them a long time ago. And mm-hmm. she gave it to me on my birthday. So when I hoop on them, I was like, Man, JC's legit, man. All the recommendation for these particular shoes and the other shoes, I always trusted you, but yeah. it came through. Um, I, like, I didn't even feel like I had to break them in. Like, once I put them on, I didn't have any feet problems. A lot of times when I wear new shoes, because I have a little wider feet, mm-hmm. it takes a little breaking in period, maybe yeah. like two or three runs for me yeah. to feel truly comfortable in. But man, they were smooth, dude. Dude, there's nothing like unboxing a pair and just take yeah. him out for the a spin on the fir- first run the mm-hmm. kv14s i must say are special though like mm-hmm. I, I do feel like majority of the other shoes there is a break-in period but there's something that mm-hmm. you know nike did specifically for the kv14s that and i don't know how the 15s will do but the mm-hmm. 14s definitely were an improvement from the previous models you gotta love the tech that they included there and i don't know dude it's just a well-executed shoe i'm glad that you enjoyed it was it plush? Yeah, was, how was the cushioning? Does it was. It your the old cushioning was on point, man. Dude, I just, my feet felt like they were on pillows, dude. Like, I just didn't feel like when I was jumping and I was like, you know, lateral movement, mm-hmm. I didn't feel the, the grind on my feet, you know, like mm-hmm. as much. And being older now, that matters a lot, dude. Like, it Definitely. matters a lot. Definitely. Like, afterwards, I don't feel like I have to do so much maintenance on my feet. <laughs> and I've definitely felt like that in my feet before after playing after hooping that like the soreness in my feet a lot more yeah. i mean i'm uh, on the other end of the spectrum because i have such a, a um sort of a rotation of shoes and i don't mm. i don't um you know i don't beat mine uh, much uh mm. up but definitely if you have a fresh pair i mean the, a lot mm. the i mean shoes dude you put a lot of like wear and tear on those and inevitably yeah. the tech that they have like they will grind down like the cushioning mm-hmm. that you that they have there it's just inevitable dude like you know yeah. you, these get a pounding so to get mm-hmm. a fresh new pair with you know great traction a great fit and great cushioning mm-hmm. it almost just enhances your experience it makes it a little bit more fun right mm-hmm. um you know with with the right equipment and i don't know dude hoops is what we do right so having the right equipment and i'm so glad that you enjoy playing with them it just is one less thing that you kind of have to worry about when you're playing there and you can just kind of focus on on the game itself so that's i awesome. think a, uh, many years ago when we were we were hanging out together mm-hmm. you had to recommend another pair of shoes i think it was the nike zoom bb yes dude, that's a long time and those ago, were bro. yeah that's a long time ago. i love those shoes man those shoes were great too yeah. um i mean the kds are very different i feel like I feel like there's more support with the Katie's. Mm-hmm. But back then, dude, I, those shoes, compared to all the other shoes I bought before, so I, props to you again. Like, th- those shoes were cool. I, w- I wore those to death, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was, I mean, there are unicorns out there in terms of shoes. Mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, since, you know, y- you you don't try you don't try to upgrade too much. We wanted to get it right in the one swoop, and mm-hmm. it's so so refreshing to to hear about that that you you got that. It's funny, and some other friends, uh, our friend Steve actually mm-hmm. asked me for recommendations for shoes as well, and he's a completely different Ooh. profile. So I definitely yeah. steered away for the KD for him <laughs> uh, with that. But yeah, that's dude. the thing about you though. You you take the. If someone asks for recommendations, mm-hmm. you look at the profile of the player, Absolutely. like the guy, obviously, yeah. you know, the way he plays, 
the size that he is, all this stuff you factor in and you give a, a recommendation. And yeah. the, dude, you should, <laughs> I feel like in a past life or another life, this would have been your gig, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a shoe connoisseur of some sort, like just to recommend people and gear it towards the, their physique, mm. their play style. Like you're, you're the go-to guy for that. I, I give you a lot of credit. You, you really do put in a lot of research um, just because you are passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely love the tech. I love, I, I don't know. I just, I love, I love that. It, it combines to my passion for shoes and, uh, mm-hmm. and basketball together. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, maybe I should dress up as a Foot Locker employee for Halloween. I know, dude, you, that you be... would kill it, dude. You would kill it, man. You would kill it at Foot Locker. You'd be employee of the month. I guarantee it. Trust me. I've, I've gone to Foot Locker, asked for recommendations and half of those dudes don't care or they just about height. I'm just like bro like, <laughs> come on man give me a break uh, so with that said like with the basketball end mm-hmm. i'm glad that i was able to come back and also have a new pair of shoes mm-hmm. it does give me more more motivation to play yeah. like for some reason and people were complimenting on my shoes man yeah, they, <laughs> they were they, that's dope <laughs> look good feel good man i know man i know <laughs> play good look good feel good play uh, good pretty much uh, i i want to save a story um of a hoop run towards mm-hmm. the end of our podcast because mm-hmm. i want to get to basketball yeah. first i don't want to like go too long before we get to the heart. Let's the get meets. to it. Let's uh, do yeah, it. Let's get to it. And I'll playoffs, save my story bro. for the end. Okay. Play. So let's talk about playoffs right away. Look, you're a, you, everyone who knows who listens to this. And if you, if it's your first time, JC here is the most diehard hardcore Warriors fan. All right. Lifelong so far. I mean, well, you know, since you moved here, yeah. um, a long time ago. So PJ Carlesimo and the, Warriors. Yeah. The you, you can reference all the hard times as a Warriors fan, <laughs> but here we are, bro. This is this is the series, man. You know the probably the, one of the most exciting series of the whole playoffs so far right now. Yeah, all right, it's John Morant versus Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. You know, um, so here we go. The first game already played. Yeah, game one. And, I heard yeah. this morning was the most watched semifinal mm. game in the last eleven years. Mm. Mm-hmm. So wow. that definitely, dude, it lasts eleven years. Yeah, that's exactly. Crazy. Yeah, that that's the mm-hmm. first returns for that, and it was a, wow. an exciting game, dude. Yeah, I mean, I was stressed, <laughs> but you know, in the end, it was ultimately exciting. Back and forth. I mean, you got all the ups and downs, not just from the gameplay. Mm-hmm. There are some other extracurriculars that happened, that controversial stuff that happened too in the game. Exactly, exactly. But ultimately, the Warriors were able mm-hmm. to pull it off with, I don't even know what the, the, the score was, a one-point win. On a it was 117 second, to 116. Yeah, a last-second Ja Morant mm-hmm. miss at the hoop uh, mm-hmm. for that. But there was a lot that happened prior to that, you know. Let's break it down, dude. Um, let's, let's, let's first talk about um, the Draymond Green flagrant. Mm-hmm. All right. So what you recall from it, you know, the point of the game, mm-hmm. it was obviously it's pivotal. You know, yeah. it's pivotal that he got he got a flagrant too and got kicked out. So yeah. for those that didn't watch the game, um, can you remind me when S- second quarter towards the yeah, end? Like uh, maybe so it's like, early in the game, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of game to be played. Yeah, right before halftime, basically, mm-hmm. like a minute before halftime, like uh, yeah, Britain. Basically, it was just a, you know, it's like a Memphis had possession. They were going up for for a shot. Brandon Clark was going up for a shot. Draymond tries to challenge it, catches him in the in the noggin. Uh, as Brandon Clark loses his uh, his his balance, he falls down. Draymond tries to catch him, but catches his um, grabs his, his jersey, his right? jersey um, mm-hmm. and then the optics were not good. Yeah. Obviously. Um, 
and you know and Draymond gets tossed for a flagrant two. Um, mm. As it's happening, um, I definitely thought that it was going to be a flagrant one because, you know, yeah. uh, from a reputation perspective, uh, Draymond has been known to not give any easy looks out there, and he gets his money's yeah. worth when he gets his, his fouls. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, hit to the face, it's almost an automatic flagrant one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at that point in time, I was just like, yikes, man. It's just like, you know. Uh, they're going to get uh, a shot and retain possession. And it was a close Mm -hmm. game at that point, right? Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. even that much distance between the score, between the two teams. But then the officials review it, and it takes longer and longer and Mm -hmm. longer. And they start talking, and they start canoodling with each other. And then I see Draymond and Steve Kerr. And then, boom, they hit him with a flagrant two, toss out of the ballgame. What did you think? I... Oh, I mean, I didn't think it was, should be a flagrant two. I should have, I, sh- I thought it should have been a flagrant one. But this is an instance where I do think his reputation played a little bit part into it. And I do think that now watching these games, I feel like the refs always go for the more extreme call now um, with any contact to the head. Mm-hmm. Like they always, they again, this is a playoff game, I'm, that's, which is why I'm surprised. I mm-hmm. thought usually refs will give a little bit more leniency mm-hmm. in terms of not taking a player out of the game mm-hmm. because he caught him. He caught him at the end. Mm-hmm. And I get that maybe they weren't looking at that part of it. They're mm-hmm. just looking at the contact end of it, um, not focusing on that Draymond obviously didn't intentionally like try to pull him down. Right? Mm-hmm. He was trying mm-hmm. to like help him, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, it just sucked. Honestly, like in retrospect, if the Warriors lost this game, I think this would have been a bigger story. Um, but because they won, that it's not as it's not a hot topic as much as we we're talking about it right now. Absolutely, I feel like we spared Draymond hell yes. by mm-hmm. by pulling it off like last second mm-hmm. there, just because the narrative would have been like he failed them again. Because this isn't yes. the first time that it's happened. We nope. lost an NBA final series with him having this sort of similar sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So. Man, I was worried when it happened. I was yeah, like, I was, I was just too. like, you know, Memphis is playing aggressive. We lose mm-hmm. our top defensive player. We lose, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the heartbeat of the team that essentially is the engine in terms of running the offense. Like Steph is like the offense, but Draymond drives that offense. Does that make yeah. sense? Like he just kind of, yeah. he's the one that's kind of, you know, the he's like the flight, um, whatever, flight uh, tracker guy that just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, gets the Guiding place up. where where, yeah. where they gotta be right mm-hmm. yeah exactly right so i was worried man I, right mm-hmm. after that happened like there were a couple of plays that happened right after where there were turnovers they missed some shots and ja hit that buzzer beater towards the end of the the quarter yeah. and he was mm-hmm. kind of talking shit to jonathan Kaminga mm-hmm. where he can't <laughs> guard him um yeah. and i was like ah game <laughs> one dream on what the fuck dude i know um so it was crazy man um, ultimately, I didn't think that it was flagrant too, like what you said, right? And uh, but it's it's a reputation. And... What's interesting is the NBA hasn't rescinded it. Yeah. So like after review, they have not rescinded it to a flagrant one, which I think they're not gonna like. It's gonna be a flagrant call no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I found that to be interesting. I thought maybe there was a chance. I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because it's not like Dre's gonna be suspended. But it might matter in the grand scheme of things if he continues to play on this line yeah. and he gets flagrant calls. So. <laughs> So all this stuff could matter, uh, but my point was the NBA didn't look at it after a fact and and decide. Actually, it was the 
it wasn't a flagrant two. Yeah, yeah, dude, it matters. I'm telling you, it matters because mm. a flagrant two is two points. If you mm. get four points of like whatever mm. penalty points, yeah, in a in a in the whole of the playoffs, he gets suspended mm. one game. So another flagrant two for him means that he's suspended already. So he definitely. Mm. I, I feel like he needs to be mindful of that. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I just think that it might limit his aggressiveness yeah. <laughs> in terms of how he defends. And I don't know. That's how Draymond plays. He needs to play treading the line. That's where he yeah. flourishes. And unfortunately, mm. at this point, it didn't work out for him. So we'll see, man. We will see. You, you've you watched Draymond up and close for his whole career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, he, he plays that fine line. There's a... And that's what makes him so amazing, to be honest. I yeah. mean, I think you have to take the good with the bad sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes it's depending on where the league is in terms of these penalties. It, Yeah, like I do think it, they are mo- way more sensitive now than they were even a couple years ago um, with these calls. Yeah. So Dre has to really tread the line. And I, I was watching an a interview um, Steph Curry was having with the reporters and they were asking him about this and you know Steph was answering it very much like a leader saying mm-hmm. like you know we want Dre to be Dre mm-hmm. but also not calling him out necessarily just mm-hmm. like oh you know what that's on him to be able to play and understand where his limitations are in terms of the context of like these these points that he's accumulating so this is is going to be a, something that you have to take note of through the rest of the playoffs if if the Warriors are going to make a longer run obviously you exactly. know if we want if we want to go where we want to go there's still a lot of basketball to be played mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. definitely need to kind of keep 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 uh, track of it and make sure that he keeps it in check and it, all these series are intensely physical man like exactly. the the Memphis Grizzlies these guys they bust their ass on the court they really do they're like pounding it they're driving the ball you know so Dre's going to be always be put into these really precarious situations because he's also a really physical player. He makes rotations. He's going up to make plays all the time. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of, yeah. of Draymond, though, uh, Draymond, mm. like, did you see his podcast after? <laughs> I did. This is I like, did. this is. He dude, went straight into it, dude. dude. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. This, isn't this, is this the first time we've actually seen a player actually do <sighs> podcast about him being the subject of controversy? Like, I think so. Dude. I really think so. Like, you know, KD, Kyrie have a podcast, but I don't think they've ever released an episode right after a game, dude. Yeah. Like after a game, he he just straight into went to his studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he was at his hotel room, his own oh, his yeah, hotel, yeah. His studio hotel studio to, studio to do it. And dude, then he goes inside the his, NBA. He had his gear, bro. He had his gear and he brought his gear with him. He posted a story where he was just like, you know, Draymond Green show coming up in a little bit. And I was like, what the hell, dude? I'm like concerned, but I'm amused at the same time because I'm like, is his head in the right place? Yeah. Um, and obviously we're podcasting and we, we know yeah. uh, what, it, what, you know, uh, to some extent what the, you know, the what's involved with, with doing this kind yeah. of stuff. But he's like literally doing it as he's he's in the middle of the series. He's doing analysis like he's one of the inside the NBA guys. He is one of the inside the NBA. <laughs> he is actually yeah. <laughs> doing it. It's so crazy to see that, dude. It's fascinating because you can get a first level account, and in many ways, yeah. it's like it's like groundbreaking that he's doing that. Um, mm. But I just hope that his head's in the right place. Well, okay, you're a fan, obviously, of the Warriors. You care mm-hmm. about their success. But as a person, just as an NBA fan, this is amazing stuff. Yeah, like a guy that. Literally, is part of a controversial car. He's the he's the person that did the foul. Yeah. He's talking about it after the game. You're getting honest reaction, yeah. right? Or just authentic or genuine reaction yeah. right off the bat. Or just from the guy. 
like this is unheard of. Most of the time, you have to wait for reporters. Yeah. You have to wait for him to go in front of a mic and the reporters ask him questions. But this is his own accounting. Yeah. Unfiltered. Exactly. Like, not biased to a reporter asking a very veiled question exactly. or trying to draw something out of him. So just in terms of like as a content consumer, this is amazing. <laughs> From a content creator perspective, yeah. he's yeah. just taking control of the narrative. He is. That's, exa- I, I that's exactly what he's doing. I give him a lot of props in that regard. Like at at like um at his press conference, he was just like, "Yeah, I'm going to talk about it in my podcast." He's gets more <laughs> tune in. Listening. He's like promoting he's his promoting. podcast. <laughs> this is amazing, dude. You have to think about it, man. Yeah. He's building his own brand. Yeah. Like outside of the basketball, concentrating on basketball. Okay, I get that. Yeah. But in terms of promoting himself, promoting his podcast, and then leveraging it to other things. Mad props to him. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. It's incredibly smart. He's turning the table on the on the game, dude. He's changing the he game. Is, That's what he's doing. He is. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's it's re- definitely interesting. He should be back for game two later on. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously we won game one. I felt like it was uh it was almost like a scheduled loss for the Warriors given that mm-hmm. development, but we somehow pulled it off and. You know, the end was wild. Yeah. It was so wild. I mean, it was like the Warriors were up. I mean, I don't want to talk about the officiating too much. I do think that yeah. there are ways for the officiating to get better. I do feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like there are so many ways that calls could have gone the other way. Like the, you know, second yeah. to the last play when uh, when uh, Clay missed a free throw. I don't even know what happened, but right. But it, the ball came out of Dylan Brooks yep. and. I don't know why the refs could didn't use replay at that point in time, and they called a jump mm-hmm. ball. Like to mm-hmm. me, like the refs can, like, do the teams need to be the one initiating the replay? I think I feel like the refs can do it if uh, they can't decide man, it. Right? I, we don't have the rules in front of us, yeah. but I think there's a lot of technical things. Mm-hmm. That's why they make those decisions. I think like in that situation, and again, I don't have the rules in front of me. Mm-hmm. If it's not a clear indication of who hit the ball out. Um, they don't go to review. They they only go to review if they already determined the call. Okay. Like if so, if a call was made, like okay, we think uh, Dylan Brooks hit the ball, right? Yeah. And we need to confirm that, then they could go to replay. But because they no one made a call, like all the referees uh, are like put their hands up in the air, like I don't know. Then they don't go to, which is really interesting to me because that means they didn't flesh out all the technicalities of the rules. Yeah. Um, and that's, I'm sure that's something they'll revisit. It, it was. It's, it's lucky it didn't cost the Warriors yeah. the game. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, just to put it in a nutshell, there were so many calls, and I mean, they called so many whistles, dude. Like the yeah. amount of fouls were more than the minutes that were played, or just around, mm. right? So if, mm. if you think about it, a foul a minute, that really yeah, kills the crazy. flow of the game, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, dif- even if it's on in bo- on both teams, right? And I think they were just whistling way too much. And mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. And they were missing calls left and right. Obviously, I'm a mm-hmm. coming from a warrior perspective. So mm-hmm. for for the warriors to come off such a, 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 um, a an ugly game with so many whistles mm-hmm. and the, losing mm-hmm. Draymond, it was a huge win, bro. Like yeah, that was, was a, a loss. Win. I mean, on paper, that was a loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clay was I struggling. Agree. You know, mm-hmm. Steph wasn't playing that that well. Draymond was not playing at all. We only had Jordan Poole, who's doing a magnificent job in the playoffs. Pool party. Exactly right. Uh, to keep us afloat, that should have been yeah. an L, bro. I know. Honestly, if it wasn't for Poole stepping up big time, that would have been an L. Like with Draymond going down and with the ejection, he stepped up big time. And it's and we say this all the time. His development, the Warriors, 
investing him and him investing himself. All right, we got to mm-hmm. give him credit to him, him yeah. too. But the yeah. management and the team and trusting him, mm-hmm. the coach trusting him, the players trusting him, dude is showing up big time, man. And think about it, like you need that. You were hoping that was going to be Wiggins, but look, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Pool stepping up, yeah. someone stepping up yeah. when the chips are down. Clay struggling, Steph. You know they're trying to lock up Steph with freaking two, three defenders, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Pool's making prime. He's stepping up. He's showing up big time, and it's not easy, man. It's yeah. not easy to show up big time. Dude, like this is Draymond always says, not everyone shows up. Exactly. When it, this when is the, the playoffs, bro. Like there's mm-hmm. 16 game players and 82 game yeah. players. So yeah, Pool has shown it in the 82 games, but now he's kind of mm-hmm. showing it in the 16 games. And I know we're still yeah. early in the run, but I don't know. This is where you make your money, bro. Like yeah. this yeah. is. So, you know, well, as far as game one is concerned, he he was an X factor mm-hmm. that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And they got to keep track and, of it. And to pull off that win in a game one to steal home court right away. I know it's going to be a, a series, you know, like I don't think Memphis is just going to lay down. And t- tonight is a big game mm-hmm. um, for them. Um, it's almost a must win, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. They're g- if they were to go down 0-2. And I, Dre, I heard a lot of interviews about Dre. And I know you probably are biting your tongue on this because you're like, Dre, stop talking, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's talking about like having the experience and they're here. They, they've been here before, um, that they understand the situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're confident. Um, so you don't want to give. Obviously, like you're the type of person, like don't give any type of bull into material. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, that's what he's saying is fact, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, they have been here before. Yeah. So uh, I don't think he's saying anything that's like, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and Memphis is very, like, you know, new to this. Yeah. So, yeah. The, uh, rest assured, Memphis will come out guns a-blazing later. Yeah. And we'll see yep. how the experience uh, comes through at this point in time. I do feel like we're playing with a little bit of house money after winning game yes. one. It's a big, yep. big win. Um, so we'll see how the how the Warriors respond for Memphis's, uh, you know, you know. You know, big shots that are inevitably going to come across. We need to make sure that we kind of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. stem the tide and see what happens, man. But uh, it's it's get your popcorn ready, bro. It's going to be know. a wild, uh, wild series, and, man. And I'll I'll say this before we end the the Warriors and and the Memphis uh, series talk is, look, these guys are not going to stop talking though. John and those guys, like watching them in that Minnesota playoff series. Doing the what, what they were dancing gritty. on the logo afterwards, oh, the yeah. gritty. Yeah. Um, look, I, we're older, so it's you know, I don't know all the lingo, so um, yeah, these guys ain't gonna stop talking whether they're down 02, 03, they're not gonna stop talking. It's a, little <laughs> it's bit a new too. generation, bro. It's a new generation. I don't get there. it, man. It's just like <laughs> I get celebrating, the Warriors do yeah. it, you know, Steph does the lookaways, but to do it like literally the first two minutes of a game, I'm like. I mean, was there was a bunch of memes and social media going around when Mem- uh, not Memphis, sorry, when Minnesota won the play-in game? Yeah, like Pat Bev Pat was Bev. celebrating like he was Kobe Bryant, won the championship, yeah. like jumped on the stanchion, yeah. and or or D Wade jumped on the stanchion before. It's like these guys are celebrating, like Kobe would never do that. Yeah. He would never ever do that. He's like, dude, job's we're not supposed done. To, we're supposed to win. Yeah, the job's not done. Like, why are we celebrating? Yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a different, it's different, man. I don't think MJ would do that. I mean, he would celebrate if he won a game, like hit a game-winning shot, sure, right? Mm-hmm. But he would be like, job's not done. You know, like on to the next. 
Act, act like you've been there before. That's that's how the OGs view it. But I don't know, man. But we're not. This is the that's the OG talk, all right? Exactly. That is OG. <laughs> These talk. people are not OGs. They're like twenty five years old. Yeah, they live in the moment, yeah. right? They yeah. live in the moment. So, yeah. I but guess... it makes it exciting, though. It makes it exciting. It gets your blood boiling, you know, as a fan yeah. for sure. You know, and watching it, it's 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 entertaining for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, how is the rest of the NBA looking? Because I'm only so, focused on one series. I haven't I even know, seen the other. I know games you're hyper focused. So let's just go through it real quick. We're gonna we're gonna end this podcast episode soon. You know, obviously we got Phoenix and Dallas. Booker is back. You know, he looks pretty healthy. They won the first game. Uh, Luca's gonna have his hands full because I think Phoenix does have the more complete team. But Luca's Luca. We'll see what happens. Um, do you feel the same way? Uh I haven't watched enough to actually evaluate how mm-hmm. it is. I do feel mm-hmm. like Luca is kind of like a LeBron type of player where if he yeah. plays out of this world in a series, mm-hmm. and I didn't see game one um, mm-hmm. last night, um, he could he could win a series, right? I don't think anybody can really guard him when he's yeah. on, right? Yeah. No. Um, I mean, he showed it last night. Exactly, right? But then... But he doesn't have the help, though. Exactly, exactly. You know, if Tim Hardaway was there, and you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Mavs to beat Phoenix, who is, at this point, experienced. They made that run last mm-hmm. year. They have CP3 mm-hmm. leading the helm yeah. over there. And Devin Booker is one of those young OGs that, you know, yeah. has that mama mentality. So, yeah. um, you know what I mean? It's going to be really difficult. And they're a real well-balanced, experienced team. Uh, great coach exactly great coach Monty Williams and you know what I mean and don't get me wrong like Dallas Dallas got talent man they, they actually yeah. have experience they've made a couple of yeah. uh, runs in the past couple years right beating mm-hmm. the Clippers or matching up with the Clippers I don't even know if they beat the Clippers I don't know um, mm-hmm. so and then you have that x-factor player and anything could happen dude so it's not over yeah. until the first uh, home team loses right exactly so dude, exactly yeah uh, and, you know, with Phoenix, as we always said, it comes down to health, man. Mm-hmm. These guys, CP3, book with the hamstring, who mm-hmm. knows? We'll see how it plays out. Um, let's do some quick hitters mm-hmm. to end this podcast uh, episode. Miami, Philly, you know, Embiid has a facial fracture, yeah. uh, mild concussion. It's out the first two games. I think this is going to be a quick series, man, if Embiid can't get back, dude. Yeah, dude. Miami, <laughs> He's everything. Miami is another one of those experienced teams, man. They got mm-hmm. people, uh, you know teams with titles you've seen jimmy butler carry that team all the way yeah. to the finals against the lakers uh that one year they have tyler hero which is kind of like pulling a jordan pool or jordan pool is pulling yep. a tyler hero so mm-hmm. and then they have like you know pj so you know without him being there and all of those other factors it's gonna be tough man and harden looks like he's aged before our eyes like his game like what you know he's not the harden from Houston anymore. He's struggling out there, man. I, I get. I give credit to Miami defense, but just in general, man, I don't think he's the same. You watch him play. Yeah, that's stuff. Were they playing Atlanta the, on the first round? Because it seems like he's eating a lot of those lemon pepper wings out there. But... Uh, they played Toronto. Though, the <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah, Atlanta. I think he was struggling in that series too. Exactly, man. Like, yeah, eating... I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, let's let's talk about the last series. Um, mm-hmm. Boston and Milwaukee. You got yeah. our boy Giannis. Uh, his his sidekick Middleton. Mm-hmm. 
grade two MCL sprain. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be out this round. Mm-hmm. Um, but he handled business, dude. Giannis is a beast. I know, dude. That's... <laughs> he's a, he's literally from Monstars, yeah. dude. <laughs> Championship experience right there. Because I thought it would be tough without Middleton, yeah. man. And you know, it's still a lot of uh, series to be played. And Boston is number yep. one defense coming in, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. didn't matter to Giannis that last game, dude. He was feasting, like Jason Tatum. Was yeah, dominating bullied, KD, dude. dude yeah. Right? Yeah, he uh, was. He was checking KD actually exactly, really right? well. But, yeah. like, he looked like a child next to Giannis. It was mm-hmm. it was tough, man. And it's a different beast, man. I don't know. I was I was bullish on Boston. We'll see how they respond. Mm-hmm. But Giannis definitely kind of, uh, you know, showed why he was MVP and, you know, deserving think, of MVP Boston... again. I agree. I think Boston and Memphis are in the same position, losing the first game at home. Mm-hmm. A lot of spotlight will be how they respond in game two because these game twos are must wins because they're on the home court, right? Mm-hmm. If it was, if it, they started in Milwaukee, I don't think it would be as big of a deal. It'd be like, all right, let's try, let's still try to steal one, right? Yeah. But once you lose game one at your home floor, man, you as a younger team, you know, and I know Boston has a little bit more experience than Memphis. But still, they're pretty young. The guys there are pretty young. Yeah. Like, yeah, how do they respond, man? Can they pull off a must win? You don't want to go down 0-2 against an experienced team. You know, this is not like Memphis playing um, uh, Minnesota, you yeah. know, nah. equally inexperienced. <laughs> like, you, That's you don't want to go 0-2 bro. down to against the reigning champs? Yeah. <laughs> no way. You should no have way. podcasted about that series, man. That was an epic fail of epic proportions, man. I know, <laughs> man. You know, that's something we'll talk about um, in, the future. You know, in another you episode. You can compare yeah. the, the Warriors series with the Minnesota series as the series goes by. But, man, I mean, it's popcorn. I mean, you know, it I know is, the man. Lakers aren't playing. I had to remind people uh, about it that. Sucks, but, <laughs> but it is popcorn still, though. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, get your popcorn ready. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. the NBA, man. They, they they definitely, you know, they're compelling storylines with all kinds of drama that could happen mm-hmm. on any given night. And that's why we watch, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, since we're running along today, mm-hmm. uh, let's save my 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 basketball story for the next episode yeah. because we'll be recording, man. This yeah. this series is, I think, is going to be hotly contested. There's going to be a lot more drama with the with all the series around that we talk about, but especially with Memphis and Warriors. So we'll give a little teaser. I'll save that story yeah. for the next episode. Yes, uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. A lot of like hard, just personal anecdotes of our run. So. Yeah, we want to thank you guys for listening. You know, you can follow us on our socials linked below our description. Um, yeah, man, let's, I can't wait for Game 2 tonight. We're recording on a Tuesday afternoon. So Game 2 is tonight. What happens? Get your popcorn ready. Aloha! Aloha! <laughs> All right, peace. peace.